So many parents will come in here and their kids are like, ah, blueberries. And then about 10 minutes later, they're coming back, dragging the kid. <laughs> come on, you wanted to come here. I got up at four in the morning to bring you here from Dallas. <laughs> and we're from Dallas. So and the, the kid has completely lost interest. He just wants yeah. some ice cream. We will get ice cream, but after we do our work. Well, there you go. Welcome to the Feast Podcast, the show about family, the joy of life, and of course, food. I'm your host, Sarah Kuntz, and I want to inspire you to explore simple, meaningful, and enduring ways to express yourself and share your joy through food and cooking. On today's episode, we will visit a blueberry farm in East Texas, learn about the history of blueberries and their health benefits, and finally make a refreshing blueberry lemonade. Echo Springs is a 75-acre commercial blueberry farm in Murkison, Texas that is open to the public for picking for about eight weeks in the summer. Join me as we interview Scott Anderson, who keeps Echo Springs running from year to year and gives insight to the produce industry and managing a commercial blueberry farm. My dad was a big developer and, you know, my mom moving from a farm in they originally from Canada. We're all from Canada. Yeah, so they left Canada in the 90s, and uh, they moved to California, because like I said, he was doing business down there. But then they bought an avocado and a grapefruit just out of San Diego, up in the mountains. It was beautiful there. So it was really nice up there, but it was just too much with the time difference. So they came to Dallas for about six months, and my mom said, nope, not living in Dallas. Find me a place out in the country. So they looked at different farms and they found this one. So my parents bought the place in '99. Uh, None of this was here. This, this this was actually a cooler, and this was just actually it stopped there, and there was just a, a, a cement slab with just a roof over top of it. And it was, was a blueberry farm when they bought it. It was, but it was only that field, and it was this field. The rest of the farm was just all pasture. And then my dad came in and he built all this. And then uh, he enlarged the lake. It was about a seven acre lake, or he enlarged it to a 20 acre lake. And then they built a great big huge house down by the lake. And um, he, just, he just kept uh, clearing out the fields and putting more bushes in. And yeah. That's, but when they did buy it, it was really run down. And I know that the couple prior to them, Willard and I forget what her name was. Anyway, they started it in 85. So all this was planted, the bigger, just this big field. That was all planted. The big, big bushes have been there since 85. And then the rest of the fields have been planted past 85, like to, between 2000 and 2005, they were planted. Then he had a massive stroke in 19, so I had to come from Canada down back here because it was just a debilitating stroke and he died about six months later. So, and then thankfully there was a pandemic for two and a half years, they closed the border to Canada. So that was a great excuse for all the relatives not wanting to come down and lend a hand. You know, like a sister, nieces, nephews, and stuff like yeah. that. Oh, well, the border's closed, so can't come down in the summer and help you. And, you know, the pandemic was our best year. Absolute best year because there was no festivals, no concerts. 
no nothing. All the people in that, the parks weren't open. The, all the apartment dwellers in Dallas and everything were out here two, three times a week for the entire day. fall down on the conveyor belts <laughs> and then they come up the conveyor belt and they come up there and they go into these yellow food lugs and then they go into the barn to get sorted because what comes off is green sticks leaves just doesn't not just not pristine blueberries right right yeah but you still need hand pickers mm -hmm. I still need a great deal of hand pickers as well as the machine. The machine you can only use when you absolutely have ripe, ripe fruit or you'll take off all your green. Um, comes into the bar. Oh, I never been in here. And it is put on this machine, which is a color sorter. Blasts out greens, reds, and all that. Sticks and leaves get blown out there. So then this fills up your pints there, here. Then it comes down here, goes on hey, the look, table, goes into flats, then goes on to a pallet. 144 of those to a pallet, and then that goes to your grocery store. And then this line over here is called a wet line. And that's for uh, bakers and beverages. If I get a lot of rain in the middle of the season, and then it gets sunny, the berries will, they, they get wet, but then when they're big, they split. So those aren't garbage. They go in here. This is a destemmer. They run along here, and these little things take the stems out. And then it goes down at the end there, and they go in 30-pound boxes, which go to the freezer. And then that goes for tea, beer, bakers, anything that would like for like seconds. Yeah. That they don't care if they're, you know, split because most of them are all just getting boiled anyway. Okay. So yeah. Mm -hmm. So those are the two different. That's such. That's such a good use to be able to, you know, have the seconds, you know. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's, or... You know, wine makers and. and Beer makers and, and bakers and all that—they don't. Most of their the beer and wine and all that's all getting boiled anyway. Or even jam makers—they don't want to spend that kind of money for grade eight berries. So yeah, that's just your your next shoot. How much, like how much is produced throughout the season? On this farm, about two hundred fifty thousand pounds. Wow. So the produce business is pretty corrupt business put it that way when it comes to distribution and stuff like that mm -hmm. you know you send your stuff away and then they say oh it's no good oh. you know and it's mm -hmm. like what do you mean it's no good and it's you know in the next state so what are you going to do well i guess we'll uh you know we agreed on those flats there that you see mm -hmm. we agreed on uh, 22 dollars a flat you know this stuff you sent me it's not very good so how about i give you 12 dollars a flat so what are you going to do 
Yeah. You're not going to truck it all the way back. Yeah. Two states. Yeah. You're not going to tell the guy to throw in the garbage. So, and they know they got it. It's yeah. Just, the bug. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. bear with me one sec. Yeah. Echo Springs Blueberry Farm. I order fertilizer by the pallets. Granular. And I have to know what the mix is. You know, this year was straight nitrogen. But some years it's a little bit more sulfur because the bushes are acidic. You're not and even pruning that. the bushes, you have to prune out the dead mm -hmm. in the bushes and you have to prune out the old because if you don't do that, then you start getting smaller and smaller berries. Mm. Yeah. See that if you keep your bushes pruned, you get bigger berries because the bush is not pushing to all those mm -hmm, mm -hmm. dead yeah, kind of sprouts. Con a concentrated effort to the mm -hmm. good. Yeah. Good so it's a lot of work. Wow. There's just so much that goes into it that you do, you know like oh you mean I, you mean when people say to know. me oh after august what do you do until next may <laughs> you just go have margaritas on a beach somewhere mm -hmm. uh-huh yeah, okay mm -hmm. no it's a daily grind so so as far as they all taste the same. like the united states is concerned mm -hmm. where where would you say the most blueberry production it's it, it varies because see you've got in in our winter you've got peru Mm. And, and that and the berries come up from, mm -hmm. from Peru and mm -hmm. Chile mm -hmm. and then it's everybody has different seasons but what's happening though now is you're getting a lot a lot of Mexican produce into the United States yes. and I that's re that's even that. hurt me this year because there's a lot of grocery stores in that we're full up mm. and uh, what do you mean you're full up we just started I know but we're full up full of uh, Mexican berries and because see wow. those those flats over there they can buy them for a third of the price of what I can sell them for. But if you've ever tasted Mexican berries, there's mm -hmm. no taste to them. Mm -hmm. They just taste like water. Mm -hmm. And you don't know what's on them. Mm -hmm. I don't put anything on my bushes. I was going to ask that. Yeah, I don't put anything <laughs> yeah. on mine. What? I don't know what's sprayed down there. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah. But, you know, they can get them for a third of the price and they still sell them for the same price that they would pay me for. Yes. So yeah. bottom line is, I just don't understand it because most of the chains say, you know, we want to support our local farmers, we want local produce and all that, but yet, mm -mm. if you went to the grocery stores here this summer, you didn't find any Texas berries, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, because, I mean, I keep my eye on the packaging labels and I see, okay, where is this coming from? But you got to be careful with that because where it says it's packed, if it says, okay, like on my label... It says one thing, if you're getting stuff and it'll say, well, thanks, Brian. If you're getting stuff and it says packaged in Illinois, yes. packaged in Indiana, that's where it's packaged. Um. So it's just went to a packing house. I've got a guy that called me um, in May. He brings all, he supplies HEB with, with all hundreds of thousands of pounds of blueberries, but he ships them all bulk up from Chile and he wants me to pack them. He said, how much would you charge me per packing house? Because he's right now shipping to a packing house in North Carolina. So he's trying to reduce his shipping costs. And I just said, you know what? If I was 20 years younger, maybe, but I don't want to work in the winter Yeah. doing that. Because that incurs more employees and more everything. I just want yeah. to do the farm and then, you know, but, but see, packaged. <laughs> That's an, a whole Not, other piece. Yeah. Not where the label actually says farm, where the farm is. So, does it actually indicate on the package where it's farmed and where it's packaged? 
No. Is that no, required? It, it just says packaged. But see, I know because I'm, I'm in the blueberry business. Yeah. Yeah, in the produce business, but most people don't. You know, I just know that they're not growing blueberries in Chicago, Illinois. There's no blueberry farms there. Same with Indiana. Mm -hmm. If it was northern Michigan, like Traverse City or something like that, then yeah, there's huge blueberry farms up there. Mm -hmm. but, but, but not in Chicago. And then, like, if we think about, so if we're wanting to eat more locally, so, you know, throughout the year, if I'm thinking, okay, I want to eat more locally, I want to eat what is in season for closer to our region. So, in the winter, I wouldn't be eating fresh blueberries, right? Because no, they would be coming from, from... Peru or Chile. Because mm -hmm. their summers are opposite ours. Right. And the water for the bushes, uh, we have a deep water well. It's not from the lake. And uh, used to be from the lake, but the springs... Thus, Echo Springs, but the springs sort of dried up in the last drought in 2008, so we had to put a well in. But and every time we've been here, it's been just a great experience, and it's just in the fields, it's so peaceful. And I'll hear birds, I will hear my kids from time to time, but mostly it's just really serene and peaceful. And we picked blackberries as well. When we get home deciding what are we going to do with the berries and mostly we're freezing them but otherwise I'm just trying out new recipes and experimenting with things and <laughs> telling people oh I went to Echo Springs keep you should them. take the kids thanks a lot Scott yeah, no problem yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Oh, I wonder what time. He almost got a pound. How he much? More than last time. How much did he get? Um, a little less than a pound, and he did a little more than a pound. Now, let's talk about the history of blueberries. Blueberries originate from North America, and blueberries were used by Native American peoples in many ways. The dried berries were used as food in stews and pounded into meat to add flavor and help preserve it. The juice was used as a cough medicine, and the leaves and the roots were ground and dried into powder to treat a number of ailments. In particular, blueberry-based medicines were used to treat general illnesses and deficiencies, as well as to accelerate healing of wounds. And blueberries were also used as a dye to permanently stain skin for dyeing basketry and cloth. Blueberries. Ew, look the giant ones are more squishy. Yummy. I wish you could make a blueberry pie, but you'll have to use everybody's blueberries. So when we think about superfoods and the superfoods we've heard about in the past 10, 15 years, I don't know if you've noticed, but a lot of those superfoods are not actually native to North America or the United States. Um, think about quinoa. 
So quinoa is from South America. And then you have chia seeds. There's just so many different things that that we pick from different cultures as superfoods. And we kind of just make this hodgepodge of just all these superfoods. But I am a very big proponent of local foods and eating culturally. So as far as traditional foods, so what I love about blueberries is that they originate from North America and they are a superfood. That's right. They True. make blueberry muffins, blueberry pie, blueberry strudel, blueberry, blueberry pudding, blueberry, blueberry cake, blueberry everything. Blueberry muffins. I already said that. Uh, they score low on the glycemic index. So this is great for those needing to watch blood sugar levels. And when you're looking for specifically lower sugar fruits, so with that lower glycemic index, it's not causing your glucose to rise and go down quite as fast. Do you need something? They are a good source of vitamin K, vitamin C, and manganese. They are packed with antioxidants. So you see whenever fruits and vegetables have that purple blue shade to them, that indicates that they are packed with anthocyanins, which is a particular kind of antioxidant. Blue? Oh, I have a feeling we could actually make that possible. Hey, we can, we can. We can squash the water through there. And get all the juice. Yeah, we can, me, you and me can drop. I like the blue ones. If you've heard anything about blueberries in the media, you've probably heard something about brain health and aging. Blueberries appear to help delay brain aging due to the reduction in oxidative stress from the high presence of antioxidants, leading to better brain functioning, improved memory, the red ones aren't ready. How much blueberries are there now? Rounding a line. Apples on this tree. This tree is the most. The more you get, the more the way. Something to keep in mind. I have some experience with this. I know everyone's digestive system is different, and their kids' digestive systems are different. However, if you do have young kids like under five years old, you should probably watch the amount you allow them to eat. These berries are packed with little seeds, which means a good amount of fiber. So if your child tends toward constipation, then berries could be a great addition. But on the other hand, you are going to notice that they've been eating blueberries. So not necessarily a bad thing, but just just be mindful of that. 
jackpot. The more you get, the more you buy. Blueberries are a good source of vitamin K. And vitamin K is mostly involved in blood clotting, but may also benefit bone health. Blueberries are high in vitamin C, which is also known as ascorbic acid. And vitamin C acts as an antioxidant important for skin health and immune function. And manganese. Manganese is an essential mineral and is needed for a normal amino acid, protein, lipid, and carbohydrate metabolism. Blueberries also contain small amounts of vitamin E, vitamin B6, and copper. Okay, so say you go and visit a blueberry farm. And maybe you pick 15 pounds of blueberries, maybe you pick five. Um, So you're probably going to have a lot more blueberries than usual, right? Because in the grocery store, they come in those little pint packages and they're very small. So normally you just wouldn't have an overabundance. But when you do go picking, you tend to have a lot. So um, just what kinds of things do we do? with these fresh blueberries. So of course there's the obvious of um, eating fresh. And um, so you're going to wash your berries in a colander and then you can put them in a glass container. So depending upon how big it is, but I think I used about an 11 cup dish And I just let the kids reach into the fridge and get fresh berries. And they kept very well in that vessel. So another great option is to freeze your berries. So you're going to keep some fresh, of course. But then you want to be able to keep many for later. So I... I try to have enough for about six months of when I'm baking blueberry muffins or adding to pancakes. So I generally take quart-sized bags and I put in between two and four cups. Um, At the max, it'll fit four cups in the quart-sized bag. And you don't have to label them. You could, though. It's pretty obvious what they are. Um, so yes, you just wash them and you put them in the bags. There are so many possibilities with blueberries in recipes so you can add them to muffins for pancakes to make a yogurt parfait doing the yogurt with some granola and blueberries and you can do it from fresh or frozen from frozen you know it's just going to make the yogurt colder which is kind of nice in the summer you can make berry smoothies you can 
add them as toppings on your salad. You can make a blueberry lemonade. They're the the possibilities I feel are endless. And this year, for the first time, my daughter and I, we made some blueberry jam, which I had never even considered doing because I always was just freezing as much as I could. And then I would leave the rest fresh. But since we went for the interview, we did have a lot of berries. I think we I think we maybe picked nine or 10 pounds that second trip. So we just had extras. So I wanted to experiment with doing jam. And so we did two different kinds. We did a blueberry lavender. And then the other one we did, it was just blueberry with the lemon juice and maple syrup. And both, both turned out really well. Hey, JJ, hey, slow down. Huh. Spill all your blueberries. I did. It's great. So all of this to say, blueberries are an amazing fruit to add to any meal or snack for all ages. It's summer and a great time to keep the cooking light. We are going to make a refreshing blueberry lemonade that is sure to please. The perfect drink to bring to a cookout, family gathering, potluck, and I bet you won't be bringing any home. Okay, we are making blueberry lemonade today. So just another way to use blueberries. Whenever we go to the blueberry farm, they have blueberry lemonade there. And I like to be able to recreate things that I have in different places and do it, do it myself. So I'm going to get some of the frozen blueberries from when we went to the blueberry farm. Okay, I'm going to get a saucepan out. In our saucepan we're going to make this blueberry simple syrup so normally for a lemonade you would do a simple syrup of just um, a one-to-one -one ratio of sugar to water but for our blueberry simple syrup we're not going to have as high of a concentration of sugar so I'm going to measure out two cups of berries and let me start the unit to heat up our saucepan so we need two cups of blueberries so these are the ones we picked at the blueberry farm okay, two cups add it <laughs> okay so I have these frozen blueberries that I'm defrosting in the saucepan and I'm going to add one third cup of sugar 
so normally when you would be doing lemonade like if you're making the simple syrup and it was one cup of water it would be one cup of sugar but we have the blueberries in here okay so we're adding the sugar to the blueberries so one third cup of sugar to the blueberries let me turn up to medium heat get things going a little faster I'm going to use a potato masher to mash the blueberries and you could also bring the blueberries to room temperature before you do this or you can use fresh but I think it's working just fine with the frozen so it's kind of like we're making a little blueberry jam and I'm seeing lots and lots of little seeds coming out of the blueberries okay and then we're going to let this cook for about five minutes and in the meantime we're going to work on our lemon juice for the lemonade so I bought so it'll take between five and six lemons so I bought six just rinsing them off. We get our lemon juicer out. Alright, so just slicing our lemon in half, putting the cut side down in our squeezer. And when you're working with your kids, you can give them the activity of rolling your lemons so that they're a little easier to squeeze. I did not roll that one. So you can either use fresh um, lemon juice that you, you know, you buy the fresh lemons and you squeeze the lemons, but you can also buy 100% pure lemon juice for this recipe. Because we're looking to make two thirds of a cup of lemon juice and these are really hard lemons so let's get back to our blueberry simple syrup it's simmering so we're wanting the sugar to melt into this our blueberries to break down and always start with a lower amount of sugar versus getting too much and it being too sweet so we're starting with the just one third cup of sugar for this mixture also make sure the the spoon you're using you don't mind it turning purple i'm using one of my older wooden spoons because blueberries will stain <laughs> so i do have our other option when i went to buy the lemons i also bought this it's the Lakewood brand organic pure lemon not from concentrate juice fresh press so it's a very good lemon juice and a very good substitute not all are created equally and they don't all work well as a substitute but I found in lots of dishes that this one works really well so we're going to do a combination of our fresh and from the one I bought
then we need two-thirds of a cup of lemon juice. So depending upon your preference, you can strain it or not strain it. So it depends upon if you want the little or the big chunks of blueberries in your blueberry lemonade. So we are going to strain it. I'm trying to get this blueberry off the masher. So let me turn it off and get the strainer. simple syrup, our blueberry simple syrup through our strainer. So another ingredient I did not mention is we also, we have a cup of water in our simple syrup. All right, so then you just use your spoon you get that syrup through there. Try to get as much of the goodness out of the blueberries, leaving the pulp of the blueberries behind in the strainer. Okay, and it's this just really beautiful color. I've never made a blueberry simple syrup before, but it's so beautiful. This is really rich, purple color. Okay, so now what we'll do, so then you're going to set your simple syrup, blueberry simple syrup aside and let it cool a little bit. And then we'll add it to the lemon juice. And then we're going to add four cups of water to that mixture. And then you'll pop it in the fridge. And then taste it maybe a couple hours later and then see if you need to adjust and add some more water or if you want to make it a little bit sweeter and add a little bit more sugar and it's that easy so with the simple syrup it takes about five minutes to do that and while you're making the simple syrup you juice your lemons and you let your syrup cool add it to your fresh lemon juice add some water let it chill and then when you serve it you could also add some sparkling water if you wanted to and also some ice okay so we have our pitcher i'm going to put our two-thirds cup of lemon juice all right so i'm putting our lemon juice in our pitcher using a four cup Pyrex glass measuring cup. So now I'm going to add our water. I'm getting our filtered water. Mm 
We're going to add it to our pitcher. And I'm really excited to see what it'll look like once we add our syrup. So right now it just looks like regular lemonade because that's what it is. <laughs> so now we're going to add this beautiful, it's almost a, like a reddish. Okay, so here comes the blueberry simple syrup. It doesn't necessarily look purple. Ours looks a little more red. I expected it to be that really deep, dark purple, but it's more of this just really pretty red color with a little bit of purple mixed in. Okay, so now let me put the top on our pitcher and we're going to put it in the refrigerator so it can cool. Okay, Judah, do you want to try a little sample? You want to try a sample of it? Get yourself an ice cube. Wow. How does it taste? Yummy. What does it taste like? <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's really lemony. I'm sure as it cools, we're going to get those blueberry flavors coming through. And we're putting it in the fridge. Well, that's it for another episode of the feast podcast thank you so much for joining us to receive notifications about new episodes don't forget to subscribe also we'd love to hear from you send us an email to info at skylarknutrition.com with your food and nutrition related comments and questions as well as send your ideas for show topics for now here's a little advice from a blueberry be well-rounded, soak up the sun, find beauty in small things, be a good pick. It's okay to be a little blue and make sweet memories. Bye for now. The Feast Podcast is a production of Skylark Nutrition, 
a nutrition services provider offering individual nutrition consultations and assessments, customized corporate wellness programming, and community nutrition education. For more information, visit www.skylarknutrition.com. Thanks for listening. Yeah, what? I I didn't pick a lot. It was so hard.